side a little bit last time. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to be a little relaxed. Y'all pray for me, okay? <laughs> Praise God. Everybody doing good? Amen. Great. You all look beautiful. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're so beautiful. You, oh, rebellion on the front row. <laughs> no. Doesn't it feel good if somebody says you're beautiful? Isn't that better than you look so ugly today? <laughs> Some confirmation. All right. If you will, turn in your Bibles to Daniel 6. I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what Mama Pam was preaching on on Daniel. Guys, let's just pray for a moment because I want you to really receive today what it is that God wants to reveal to you so that you can walk in wisdom. You can be wise. I'm telling you, we need to be wise today. Amen? Throughout history, we see men acting in wisdom and men acting in no wisdom, and women too. Y'all, it is no different today. You have got to be wise. And if you are a leader and if you are a pastor, you need the mantle of wisdom to come upon you. You need to walk in it. You need to read your Proverbs every day. Every day, the, the book of wisdom, it will show you what to do in every situation, every circumstance. The book of Proverbs, get wisdom ingrained into you. You know what I love about Proverbs 2? It says the more wisdom you have, the more wisdom you get. Did y'all hear that? The more wisdom you have, the more wisdom you will get. And as you get wisdom, it says you give it out, and then he gives it back. And you give it out, and it just keeps this continual flow. And if you want to be effective pastors and leaders, then you need that continuous flow. You need to be receiving from God and giving it out to your people, and receiving it from God and giving it out to your people. You can't just keep it all in for you. Okay? And you can't give out what you don't have. You have to receive it and give it. Receive it and give it. It's the same thing with everything. Finances. Everybody wants, 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 wants. Right? Gimme, 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 gimme. But you know how you gimme? You give. You give and God gives. You give and God gives. You give and God gives. I'm saying, everybody has tried every other way. Everybody has tried to swindle. Everybody's tried to lie. Everybody has tried to cheat. We heard a guy preaching on the street this morning coming here he said don't spend money on alcohol and smoking he said give it to me he was preaching he was preaching on the street maybe you heard him if you were coming he was preaching don't don't spend money on that stuff give your money to me now some of you may be sitting here thinking that's a really good idea <laughs> but, but i will tell you this and we are going to pray but i will tell you this if you have your eyes on money, if you have your eyes on money, you will compromise your integrity, you will compromise your character, you will compromise your purpose, and you will compromise your destiny. 
if you put your eyes on money, God says you cannot serve God and serve money. I have seen some of the greatest, most beautiful, phenomenal Christians who had hearts, serving hearts, servants' hearts, do anything for the body of Christ, get their eyes and their focus on money and on business instead of ministry, trying to turn ministry into business. And I have seen the devastating results of that. Never, ever, 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 ever get your eyes on money. That's not the way to get money. Amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody, put your hand on your heart. Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning. Father, we pray that you would speak to our hearts. Speak and give us ears to hear. Give us hearts to receive. Give us eyes to see your revelation. Open our spiritual hearts and our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray for everyone who's speak, seeking a word from you today that you give them and you speak to them a word for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you will, turn to Daniel 6. I'm not going to go through the whole story of this because I'm quite sure you know it. And uh, Mama Pam went through some of it. But in Daniel 6, just to give you a little background here, King Darius. Well, I am going to read a little bit, okay? Well, let's just start in verse 1 and let's read it, okay? Because there's actually several points in this. Okay, in, in uh, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, It seemed good to Darius to appoint, remember, appointed, self-appointed, man-appointed, God-appointed. It seemed good to King Darius to appoint 120 satraps over the kingdom that they would be in charge of the whole kingdom. So he was appointing leaders over different areas of the kingdom. Okay? And over them, three commissioners. So over all the other leaders, he was going to have three commissioners to oversee them. Daniel was one of the commissioners, one of the three, okay? That these satraps might be accountable. Now, guys, that these satraps might be accountable to them and that the king might not suffer loss. I'm going to stop there for a second. Everybody needs accountability in their life. Everybody needs account. Now, I am not talking about controllability. I'm talking about accountability. That's what River's Edge is all about, too. We don't want you to be part of River's Edge to bring control. No. But everybody, we can do more together than we can by ourselves. Yeah. And everybody needs. I, this man right here, he is my spiritual father. Now, when I have questions, I come to you, don't I? When I need advice, I come to you, don't I? When you've told me to pause and you've told me to wait and you've told me to sit down, I have, haven't I? Because I need it. I'm not threatened by it. I need it. Sometimes 
people who love you can see more in your life than you're able to see yourself. I can't see every, everything I have inside of me. I might be a neon sign walking around, everybody else can see it, you know, but maybe I'm blind to it. We need people in our lives who will speak truth in love. Truth in love. <laughs> in, lo- in love. <laughs> Amen? You need it. Don't be afraid of it. But the problem is so many times in the church, people have their own agenda, don't they? And it's hard to find somebody you can open up to and be honest with because people are seeking an opportunity. Oh, my goodness. You got a problem? Hot dog. I got some information on you now. How many times have we seen that? Over and over and over again. You're not going to find that here. In Jesus' name. Right. Amen. Okay? You're not going to find that here. If you come and you need counsel, we're going to pray with you. We're going to believe God with you. We're going to try to give you the wisest counsel we can possibly give you. We're not going to try to take over your church. No, we want you there. We want you planted there. We want you prospering there. We want you flourishing there. Amen? Are you hearing me? Okay? But accountability is a good thing. Because you need people who will pray with you and, and work things out with you and believe God for you so you can get stronger and better and grow. And plus, people who've been around a lot longer than you. You know, this, this man's been around so much longer than I have. He's so much older. No, he's got, what, probably 40, 50, 50 years experience in the ministry. Wow, I'm sorry, but 50 years experience in the ministry. That's priceless. Priceless and faithful. I don't mean to put you on the spot and be, but he's faithful. I know this man. How long have I, I don't know how even how long we've known, long time. I've worked with him. I've, I've, I've been with him every day for years. Every day for years. I mean, we're not now. But for years, for almost eight years, we served side by side every day. I know him. Okay? I know him. And I know the integrity that he has. I mean, it's priceless. Priceless. And I pray you all find someone like that in your life because we need it. Amen? All right, let's keep, let's keep going. Don't be afraid to be accountable. Accountability is good. Okay, in verse 3. Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps because he possessed an extraordinary spirit or a spirit of excellence. Whew. Okay, and the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Hallelujah for Daniel, right? Praise God. Way to go, Daniel. Way to go, Daniel. You have an excellent spirit for God. You are serving God. You are being faithful. You are awesome in the ministry. You are a man of integrity. Praise God, Daniel. Way to go. And look how God is honoring you. 
Don't we all just want to stand up and applaud Daniel? <laughs> oh, no. No, we don't. What? What happened? Oh, people didn't like that? <laughs> you love it, amen. <laughs> no, but let's keep reading. Then the commissioners and the satraps began trying to find a ground of accusation against Daniel in regard to government affairs. Oh, now all the people that he was going to be over said, wait a minute, that should be us. Why is Daniel going to be over us? No, no, I deserve that position. That's me. Who are you, Daniel, Jew? You Jewish, you were brought from exile. What, what's up with that? You're not supposed to be ruling over us. You're not even African. You're not even from this area. What happened? Pride. Selfishness. Vying for position. Instead of the men of God, or the men of the kingdom, they weren't men of God, but instead of them celebrating the success of this brother in arms, no, they immediately tried to bring him down. They started devising his destruction, plotting. Let's keep reading. Okay. But they could find no grounds of accusation or evidence of corruption. Do you see that? They could find no evidence of corruption to Daniel. No evidence. How many of you can honestly look in your life and say that there is no evidence of corruption ever? None. They could find nothing, not even go back into the history. Nothing. <laughs> he had an excellent spirit. Okay? So, what were they, they going to do now? Then these men said, We will not find any ground of accusation against this Daniel unless we find it against him with regard to the law of his God. So they knew the only area that they could find. I'm about to get into something pretty deep here, okay? I want y'all to follow me. So they had to delve into his religious affiliation to be able to find some type of grounds of accusation against him. So it says, then these commissioners and satraps came by agreement, I listened to this, to the king, and spoke to him as follows. And spoke to him as follows. This is where I want you to really, really get it. King Darius, live forever. Oh, wonderful, awesome, phenomenal king. We pray you're our king forever. Live forever. All the commissioners of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the high officials and the governors have consulted together that the king should establish a statue and enforce an injunction that anyone who makes a petition to any god or man besides you, O king, because you are so great, for 30 days shall be cast into the lion's den. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it may not be changed 
according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document that is the injunction. Now, Mama Pam was sharing this, you know, when they would sign a document, the king, and he had a ring, and they would put wax on that ring, and they would seal it on an envelope. And if it had the seal, there was no way they could reverse it. The king himself could not decide to change his mind and reverse the petition. It had to be done. It had to be enforced. It had to be carried out. As we say in Haiti, epidone. It's finished. But now, epidone. Okay? Now, how did they approach the king? Oh, King Darius, you're so awesome. Oh, my gosh. We want to honor you. You, there is nothing that can compare to you. We want to, all of us have got together, all the satraps, all the officials, all the governors in all the places. We have all come together, and we want to worship you, oh, King because you were so great. Are you hearing what I am saying? Yes. I'm going to tell you something. What they said to him had nothing to do with the issue. They were manipulating him. People will manipulate you to get you to move and act in the way that they want you to. When people start uh, just praising you, flattering you, telling you all these wonderful things, you better, you better wake up. Brother and sister, let me tell you something, you better wake up. Wake up, you are not all that great. You are precious to God Almighty. He hung on a cross and he died for you and he loves you. But when men start, just let me tell you something. People have ulterior motives many times. We are imperfect people. We want positions. We want titles. We want to bring down others and lift ourselves up. You see this? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Please don't be dumb and believe everything you hear. Yeah, I think it was the Roman soldiers when they would go out to war. John Maxwell shared this story. They would go out to war, and when they would come back after they were victorious, and they would ride in their chariots into the cities, and all the people of the cities would come together to welcome them into the city, and they would all be with their things waving in their palm branches, waving and throwing things at them, jewelry and beads, and they would say, you're gods, you are God, you are not man, you are gods. And they would have men hiding in the chariot. Nobody could see him, but men would be scratched down in the chariot saying, you're just a man. You're just a man. You're not a god. You're just a man. To try to keep their heads on straight. To try to keep their mind, you know, balanced. Because when people start praising you all the time, you can get a little, hey, they're right. Hey, yeah, I am. I am all that, aren't I? Yeah. Right? Don't fall for it. Be wise. Be wise. Be wise. Be wise. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So then, we know what happened. I'm just going to paraphrase it here. We know what happens after this. 
what did, Darius, what did uh, Daniel do after they signed a decree? No man can worship any, anything but King Darius for the next 30 days. Daniel did exactly what he did every single day. He went into his apartment and he prayed. He prayed this direction. He prayed that direction at the window. He wasn't hiding. He was at the window. Everybody could see him praying. And they said, ha, we got him. Now when King Darius, who was probably a pretty good guy, maybe, you know, he liked Daniel so much. He was about to put him over his whole kingdom. He was all for this guy. This was his guy. This was his right arm man, man. This was the guy he was looking at. And then they come to him, oh, King Darius. Daniel is worshiping his God, not you. And King Darius then realized, oh, what have I done? See, he wasn't even thinking about it. He didn't think about that when they, when they were telling him. He wasn't thinking about Daniel worshiping his God and all of that. He had things of the kingdom on his mind. And that's another thing. Don't get offended when people don't have you on the front of their mind all the time. You know, you know some people are busy sometimes. And they, if they have a lot of responsibility, my kids, I was laughing about this, my kids in Haiti, I'm here and sometimes I don't have internet and all this and, and I get messages. Why are you not responding to me? Why are you not answering this? And I'm like, well, I, I'm busy, okay? <laughs> I've got things going on, all right? <laughs> but am I, do I have ill feelings toward them? No, I, I'm just focused over here. You see, people are busy sometimes. Don't get super, super, you know, offended. If people don't get back to you in the time that you should be getting back to you. Right? No. Help them out. <laughs> So King Darius is realizing, oh my gosh, I've made a huge mistake here. He tries to reverse it. No, 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 king, they said to him. You cannot, according to the laws of the Medes and the Persians, you cannot reverse this decision. You have got to carry it out. And what was the punishment? Into the lion's den. You know the story. They throw Daniel into the lion's den. As he's going in, King Darius says, Daniel, may your God, yes, may your God deliver you. He's for him. You know, King Darius was for Daniel, but he had to do it. You know the story. Lions don't eat him. Then all of the accusers are thrown in with their wives and their children. Because when you lay a trap for the righteous, you fall into it yourself. Amen. Over and over and over and over in the Bible. Those who roll a weighty stone up on a hill, it, it falls back down on them. Over and over and over, you lay a trap for the righteous, you fall into it yourself. Listen to me. If you try to lay a trap for the righteous, you will fall into it yourself. Oh my goodness. Please believe the word of God. Believe the word of God. If you want to be successful... Believe the word of God. The way to be successful is to be faithful. Be faithful. Do things God's way, not your way. 
Don't try to make things happen. Don't try to push open doors. Do things God's way, and you will be successful. Oh, God's got it all figured out. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the whole earth to strongly support those whose hearts are completely his. Be sold out for Jesus. Be sold out for Jesus. Be sold out for Jesus. You'll get all the support that you need. Don't be afraid to look at all of those areas of your heart, of your life. Don't be afraid to get things right that are wrong. Don't be in pride. Pride and arrogance makes you do crazy things. It's, it's bad. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs 6, there's six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are an abomination to him. The very first one, haughty eyes or a proud look. I'm better than you. Yeah? No, no you're not. No. Don't look down on people. Don't look down on people. Well, my kids, I, I, I work with street kids. I get my kids from the street. One of the things that amazed me, one of my first little boys I took off the street, and he was with us. And I, I remember when I would go back to the streets and still feed the kids and still be, he didn't want to associate with those children anymore. His brothers, his sisters, he wanted to be aside now because he wasn't a street kid anymore. So he didn't want to play with the street kids anymore. He didn't want to be associated with them anymore. That was my whole life. That's my whole ministry is working with these kids. He was just one of them, right? But sometimes we kind of forget our roots, right? Or we want to forget our roots. Don't get in pride, guys. You're not better than anybody. You're just here to serve. We're all here to serve. That's what, that's what it's all about, is serving. It's not about being the big shot, the big, the big guy on campus, as we say in America. You know, it's about serving, being a servant for Jesus. It's about laying down your life. If you want to overcome in life, you overcome by what? The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony. And loving not your life even unto death. Wow. Don't love your life even unto death. See, if you give up your life, if you give it up, you lay it down, just go ahead and lay it down. Everything's going to be much easier. If you die, you die. I'm sorry. I'm not promoting dying. Okay? (laughs) Physically, I am promoting dying to yourself. Because if you will just go ahead and die to yourself, it's already taken care of. You see, when things happen, it's not as big of a major deal because, well, I've already dealt with that. I've already died to it. I've died to myself. If I go to Haiti and die, I counted the cost. I counted the cost. I went there three weeks before a coup broke out. It was cray-cray. There's no cray-cray in that place. <laughs> you know? And three weeks after I got there, and this is how you have to know you've been called by God, too. 
Did I not get phone calls? This precious man of God right here called me. What did you say? Do you remember? Are you coming home? <laughs> so you cray cray, get out of there. Now he said, are you coming home? What did I say? I said, no, sir. God told me to come. He didn't tell me to go. Now, I'll be honest with you. There were days when I left my house, I did not know if I, every day. When I left my house, I did not know if I was coming back. Yeah, there were times we got stuck, could not come back. It blocked off all the roads. They were, there was no, there was no rule in the country whatsoever at all. It was every man to himself, everybody doing their own thing. There was no law. They had taken over all the police stations. Everything was chaotic beyond belief. Y'all probably have experienced some of that here, maybe, you know. There was a point in time where we were targeted, Americans were targeted. But you know what? My God is faithful. And I realized something. When you're in the will of God, you're in the palm of his hand, and that right there is the safest place you can be in the whole wide world. Doesn't matter what's going on all around you. If you are right there in the palm of God's hand, you're in the safest place place that you can be when the enemy is plotting your destruction the Lord is planning your deliverance glory guys he's planning your deliverance when the enemy's trying to take you down or other people are trying to take you down God is getting ready to lift you up glory now let me I just want to read the the end of this story you know the deliverance but listen to what it does to King Darius. Listen. Now, Daniel could have, he could have given in. He could have said, oh, okay, I'm going to quit praying to my God, King Darius. I'm sorry. He could have done that. He didn't. And listen to the result. In uh, verse 20, 25, it says, then Darius the king wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language who were living in all of the land. Every single person got this. He wanted to make a statement to every person in like all of Africa. Probably most of the world at that time. He says, may your peace abound I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and endures forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. And his dominion will be forever. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel enjoyed success in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. You know, Daniel outlived several kings. <laughs> you know, he endured several kings of that time. If you want to be successful, be faithful. And don't worry, when you have purpose in your life, God will take care of you. God will protect you. Not, uh, last year, 
Last year, I was on a mountain. I was going way, 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 way up in the mountain to take one of my kids to his homeland. And the brakes had gone out in our car, in our truck. Now, I'm just going to back up for a moment because the person that I purchased the truck from said, if you have any problem for the next 30 days, I'll take care of it. Great. We are having problems with the brakes. I know that. So we need to get our brakes safe. Okay, don't worry about it, but bring it to my mechanic. My mechanic. So we said, okay, no problem. We brought it to his mechanic. His mechanic supposedly fixed the brakes. Let me tell you something. So what do we do right after the brakes fence? We get the truck, we get in the truck, we put uh, three of our kids in there, we're headed up the mountain. We're way, way, way up, and we come down, and I've, I've noticed that uh, my son, who's now older and is driving, he's, he's, uh, he drives for me, he uh, is having trouble. I'm, I'm noticing that he's really doing a lot with the, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever you call that thing, the shift, shifting and everything. And I kind of see him looking a little bit nervous. I'm saying, son, is everything okay? Uh, uh, yeah, mom, mom, everything's okay. You know, yeah, I, I've got it under control. But he is not making me feel comfortable at all, at all. And so we, we, we turn and we're going down another thing, and basically he lets me know they're gone. There's no brakes. Now then, right before we took that turn, I remembered something, and I started praying. And I said, people, I was speaking to everybody in this truck. I said, we are people of purpose. We have purpose and we have destiny. We are people of purpose, and we have things that we must accomplish and things that God has called us to do. And we are declaring right now in the name of Jesus for God's protection and his angels over this truck in the mighty name of Jesus. We took a turn down. The brakes were gone. We were headed for the cliff. At the end of this road was air. <laughs> it, was, it went right off of a cliff. And it was an extremely steep, steep road. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to go over the cliff. I just make that choice. <laughs> I just made a choice right there. I'm not going over the cliff. You know, so what do I do? I unbuckle my seatbelt because I'm going to bail. <laughs> I'm not going over the cliff. <laughs> When my son sees me unbuckle the seatbelt and he knows what is coming, he decides in a split second he's going to crash the vehicle to try to keep it from going over the cliff. So he takes the truck and he just crashes it into the side of the mountain. And then we started flipping <laughs> down the mountain toward the cliff. But we stopped, thank God. Now that I was in the passenger side and somehow I wound up all the way over pinned between the door and the driver on the other side of the truck. Okay? My two kids in the back climb out. I'm, I'm laying in glass. All the glass is broken out of the truck. I'm laying in glass. We finally, all of us, get out. We all looking at, I'm looking at all my kids and all the pieces are there and everything. Not one drop of blood was shed 
at that scene. Not one drop of blood, guys. Now, yeah, I had a little scratch. I had a bruise. My chest was sore for a little while. Not one drop of blood was shed at that scene. And it took hours and hours and hours before they were able to come and get us because how far up into the mountains and how difficult the treacherous ride was to get up there. In fact, we had people who wouldn't even try to come and get our truck. They said, there's no way. There's no way. But my guys made a way. They got that truck off that mountain. <laughs> but anyway, but do you see, if you can really get this ingrained on the inside of you that you are men and you are women of purpose, there is nothing that can touch you. There is nothing that can destroy you until it is your time. I remember this movie I saw many years ago. And in it, it was about these missionaries traveling and taking the gospel to many different lands of the Indian origin. And there were so many fighting tribes and they lost pieces of their, you know, their fingers. They would just do all kind of stuff to them to torture them. And there was this chief who was taking them to all of these different places. And he kept having this dream and this vision of an eagle or a hawk or something soaring overhead. And it would scare him and he'd wake up. And it troubled him and troubled him and troubled him. And at the end of the movie, when he was about to die, he'd been shot with arrows, he was about to die. And then in reality, he saw the eagle or the hawk flying overhead. And he realized that all those dreams and visions he was having was the day of his death. And he made this statement, if only I had known that that was the sign, how much braver could I have been in every situation and circumstance of my life? How much braver would I have acted if I had known as long as I didn't see that, I was going to be okay? Brothers and sisters, you have a promise from God Almighty. You have a promise from God Almighty. If you can by faith look into the spirit realm and just die to yourself, and just know, by faith, I'm going to walk this walk. I'm going to talk this talk. I'm going to give my life to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to the mankind, to the people of God, and whatever comes, comes. If you can give it all up, die. Die to your pride. Die to Just go ahead and die to it. It's not worth hanging on to. It will get you in trouble. Pride comes before a fall. But what happens to the humble? God will lift you yes. up. Just like Daniel. Jesus, how many times did they want to kill Jesus? I love it what he said when even the Pharisees were saying, you cannot go to Judea because Herod is trying to kill you. And Jesus said to them, you go tell that fox. Today, I'm casting out demons. And tomorrow, I'm healing people. And the third day, I'm going to complete my task. My goal will be finished. It will be finished. But as for today and tomorrow and the next day, I'm going to be doing the work of the Lord. What God has called me to do. That's, you go tell that fox. After three days, then we can talk. After three days, you see Jesus knew his purpose. Jesus knew it.
and he knew that no demon of hell could take him off of his course before it's time. How many times was he preaching and they wanted to kill him? Oh my goodness, they were so infuriated with his words and they said they grabbed him and they would take him to the very edge of the mountain of the cliff to throw him off. And then what happened? He just walked through the crowd and went on his way. Why? Because it was not his time. There was nothing they could do. And when you are in the fire, when you're in there, they're taking you and they're bringing you to the edge of the cliff and you think this is it? Don't believe it. Not until God says this is it. Do you understand? When you put your life in the hand of God, you're in the safest place you can possibly be. I don't know what it's like here in Ghana. In Haiti, there are places that's so full and entrenched in voodoo. You don't you got to know who you believe in, okay? <laughs> Let me just say that. You have to know who you believe in when you preach in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Give it all, guys. If this is what God has called you to do, give it all. If this is what you decided you were going to do one day when you were looking for a job and needing money, run. Get out of it. This is not Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can you receive what I'm saying? Do you believe what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Do you still love me? Like me? Acknowledge me? <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, God is for you. When you put your trust and your confidence in the Lord, there's nothing, there's nothing, okay, that can destroy you. And there will always be those who will try to bring you down. There will always be those who will try to get you to shut the door, bolt it, and lock it, and say, we're not coming back. This ain't worth it. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're not called by God, it's not worth it. If you're not called by God, it's not worth you're not going to have the grace that you need because you need grace for this profession. I believe this is the greatest profession on earth, but I also believe it's the most difficult profession on earth. Because you give and you give and you give. And there's just not a whole lot of appreciation sometimes coming back. You know? There's always the but sums. Y'all know what the butt sums are? Do a study of the butt sums in the Bible. Whenever something great happened, there was always 
But some went and told the Sadducees and Pharisees. But some, remember the one who, who uh, broke the perfume and poured it all over Jesus' feet and all of that. And, but some were indignant and said this should have been sold for a thousand denarii or something, a money given to the poor. Guess who those but sums were? The disciples. Do you know you can be a pastor? You can be a leader and be a but sum? I don't want to be a but sum, and I guarantee you I have been a but sum before. You know, when something good is going on, God is doing an awesome work. God is manifesting himself all over the place. And you always got those. Just, you know, everybody's rejoicing and praising God and happy hallelujah. But some, well, the carpet wasn't right. The microphones weren't working right. But look at the miracles. Look at all those people who got saved. Well, who knows? You're always going to have the but sums. You will be tempted to be a but sum. You will be tempted, especially if you have pride. You have your own agenda. You want to bring people down. You're going to look at the negative. But if we can look at the positive and look at Jesus, keep our eyes on Jesus, 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 Jesus. And when this brother is seeing manifestations of the Holy Spirit taking forth in his church, hallelujah, we all need to stand up, applause, and praise God. Right? Instead of, yeah, but I heard some people in his congregation were. But some. But some. Don't be a but some. God's great. Yami ye. Yami ye, Debbie ah. Debbie ah, yami ye. Let's focus on the good things. <laughs> what God is doing. He's so good. He's so great. But I want you to know that we believe in you. We're here for you because we know you need. To be applauded too, you know? We appreciate you. We want you to know there are people in this world who appreciate you, okay? We are applauding you. We are applauding your efforts. We are applauding what you are doing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are applauding that you are laying down your life to preach the gospel, sometimes to people who act like they don't even want to know, that some people don't even care if other people are going to hell. We applaud you because you're making the effort. We applaud you because you're showing up. We applaud you because even though people are backbiting you and, and trying to hurt you and say all ungodly things about you that you keep showing up and you keep showing up and you keep showing up and you keep preaching the gospel you keep preaching the gospel you keep preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ be faithful because as long as you are faithful you are going to be successful I promise you your day is coming your day is coming do not be afraid don't get impatient your day is coming do it right do it right, do it right, do it right. 
It almost sounds like a rap. Do it right, do it right, do it right. <laughs> do it right. Jesus is coming. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, guys, I don't, who's next? We give it to Brother Bright, Apostle Bright, Randy. Oh, I'm going to turn it over. Listen. Okay, hold on one second. Everybody, again, put your hand on your heart. Say, Jesus, make me faithful. Forgive me for every way that I've done it wrong. Forgive me for every way I've thought evil of my brothers and sisters. Give me wisdom. Don't help me be swayed by the praise of man. But help me only to seek my validation from you. And Lord, I pray that you would prosper me in your way, in your time, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Love y'all.